One Man Revolution, Volume 4, Episode 98. Oh, we are back, back again, back live from the bunker and elsewhere. It's the One Man Revolution podcast. I am your host, The Revolutionary, and I'm joined by... The artist. Ah, yes, the artist. Uh, The comrade and the thespian are at a uh, holiday party, uh, and the Canadian is abroad, and the wanderer is also wandering everywhere else, uh, informants elsewhere. Uh, Peanut Gallery's on the couch. Uh, she had a late night of work last night, and uh, it's been a long recovery. Uh, but behind that, we are here. We are here live from the bunker. So it has been 688 days since legitimate power took office. And man, this week, there's been a lot of flip-flopping. Oh my, that, that got everywhere. Um, so there we go. Uh, that is what she said. That is what she said. Hold on one second. All right, there we go. I yelled for the, uh, I yelled for the peanut gallery to get me something. Cause I looked like I just, uh, jerked off an elephant. All right. And the, the, uh, Lovely. yeah. And the Chromebook got, uh, it's coming down the screen. Uh, that's okay. It happens. It happens. All right. So I am, uh, I'm drinking today something from the back of the fridge, which is probably why it all, uh, it all went, uh, so explosive. Uh, this is electric funeral from, uh, from sideward brewing. It has this cute little devil on the, on the cover, you know, nice little piece of artwork that was generated by a human. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you. That's what I need. I appreciate you. Thank you. I just need the one. Thanks. Just in case. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so, yes, it is a double IPA. It is rather hoppy. Actually, it's mellowed a bit since it's been in the can for a couple of months, which is nice. Uh, the uh, Canadian brought these over when they were released months ago. All right. And what do you have over there, artist, while I wipe off my computer? I have uh, another one of my Sprecher fire, uh, fire Brewed Root Beers. Yes. Delicious. With uh, a crow or a <laughs> raven on the on the cover, uh, artwork I also believe it was drawn by was a human. Created by a human. You know what's funny about that? That looks like uh, that looks like one of the crows from Dumbo, doesn't it? It does. It does, it does look a bit like that. Like perhaps like a dumb uh, a crow from Dumbo drawn by the artists of Family Guy. <laughs> I would agree with you on that one. It does look that way. Well, mate, that that sounds like a prompt you would give. A non-human intelligence <laughs> to uh, to draw you a picture, uh, and that's been all the rage this week because uh, you know one of the things that has been in the news on the tech side and on the uh, and on the ethical side of of, uh, of the news is you know Lensa, which uh, people are using for their uh, you know for for their profile pictures or or Dolly too. 
which is also another one of those AIs, which has been around to draw things for, you know, it's a, it's by open AI. It's been around for a while. Uh, and it's just seeming to catch a lot of, uh, catch a lot of, of ground, catch a lot of, of news and, and eyes, but mostly because this week someone re- they, they released the open AI group released, uh, to the public, uh, what's called, um, Oh, what was the name of it? Chatbot G. Oh, here it is right here. Chatbot. Um, G G R S G P S G and man, I don't know what it is. I, I just know that I have access to it and, uh, and it's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's one of those, Oh, chatbot GPT. There it is. GPT and, uh, GPT three. And what this thing can do is people are saying, well, this is the end of writers as we know them. This is the end of, uh, of, of copywriters. This is the end of anybody who works uh, you know, in finance or business, because, you know, if you want to write a report, this thing can summarize your reports for you. It doesn't need a human being to do it. Uh, it can write code. Uh, I have some, I have some uh, thoughts on that. Uh, because most of the people that are saying, look at this thing, I asked it to write code and it wrote code for me. And, uh, what you don't see is them actually running the code in anything that runs code. <laughs> so you have these people out there that are like, you know, I'm a podcaster and uh, I'm a guy who has a YouTube channel or I'm a person that's on a, on, on a tick tockles you know, and, and I'm a big and person. none of them are coders. And none of them are programmers at all. <laughs> and so the ones that are programmers are like, hey, uh, I've seen a lot of, lot, a, lot of uh, a lot of people talking about uh, this chat bot. And yes, while it does give back code, if you try and compile it or run it, 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 it generally doesn't work. Uh, because of where it's probably drawing the information from. And uh, I've been playing, I, I started playing around with it, of course, uh, a while back. I've had an OpenAI account for a very long time. And uh, it, it is still not ready for prime time, uh, but it does bring up some ethical questions. On the art side, uh, where is Lensa getting all of its inspiration for art? Where was it trained? Plagiarism. Plagiarism. Yeah, as, as an artist, uh, I, I would assume you have some pretty strong opinions on uh, on Lensa and Dali and and some of these uh, you know AI AI. Uh, I hate when people call these things artificial intelligence because what they are is they're machine learning systems that their output simulates intelligence. Uh, it's not that they are going, "Hi, I had this thought, and so I drew you a picture." Yeah, um, it's it's input-output, like you input what you want, and it outputs uh, something that could be a one-to-one complete duplicate of someone else's artwork. Yeah. Uh, it does, like it can, see, the way it works is like the machine learning algorithm requires a very large sampling of many, many different pictures. The, the issue is, like, one, uh, none of the artists sampled consented to their artwork being sampled by Lenza. It was just like, I don't know where they got those images from, if it just pulled them from various sites on the, on, on the internet, or if like, it just opened up a DeviantArt account and just started pulling everyone else's stuff, or, or what. Like, I don't know how they got it. But it wasn't by consulting the artists that originally created the works right. that these 
art pieces are being made by. Well, I think or, the I think one of the biggest things is is that you have to train train these systems in some way. And what they're doing is they're doing they're they're taking and mashing things together. And mashups are a legal form of what would you say a legal form of plagiarism. <laughs> You know, fair use, fair use, and so what they what they trained it on initially, especially things like Dali, uh, the the Dali AI, um, Dali two, uh, is what they take it is they take uh, old masters, you know, Rembrandt, Da Vinci, and and you know, uh, you, know uh, uh, you know, Gustav Klimt, and all these other ones, which are which are there are plenty of examples that are in the public domain because they're yeah, hundreds of years old, fine. right? But now with Lensa, what I've been seeing is a lot of stuff that's in st- that's stylistically, and I think they might, might that someone may have unleashed it on something like DeviantArt, you know, or on Behance or something along those lines. Because I'm seeing things, I'm like, wow, that is a very interesting style. Where have I seen that style before? And so you start doing some Google image searches, which is also one of those things that you're training the AI there too. If you take a picture and put it into the into there and say, you know, and basically try and match it, it tries to match it with fuzzy logic. And what it ends up matching it with is some of these people that are out there that did not give any consent for their artwork to be done to to be used. So yeah. Uh, also, uh, okay, so in copyright law. Hmm. From what I understand, there is something called the 10% rule. So if there is an original work, uh, if you alter the piece by 10%, you're in the clear. But I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so the digital, have, millennium co- the digital Millennium Copyright Act of the year 2000, uh, okay. among other things, <laughs> among other things ha- it had in there provisions for uh, hull designs for ships. Uh, I won't even say why that's in there. It was one of those writers. But one of the things it said is the first part of it is you're allowed to make a backup of any piece of software you have. Then they tried to approach the concept of of uh, of repair, the idea that you can fix things that are given to you, the right to repair. That didn't actually make it in. And then they tried to approach that 51% rule by saying that if you alter 51% of the digital pixels of a particular image, it is no longer the original art piece. The only problem is, is if that 50% is, is, is in the peripheral, you know, the 49% is in the peripheral that you got, that, that, you, uh, that, you, that is still original artwork, um, that, oh, that, uh, that leaves putting someone's face on someone else's artwork in that style. You know, it's, yeah. it's a filter at that point. And intelligent filtering, what it does, you know, it looks for eyes, it looks for noses, it looks for mouths, and then it overlays those things because, uh, you know, in a grid, in a matrix, and then just mm-hmm. applies a visual style to it. So the mm-hmm. question is, is this is bringing up a conversation that needed to be done 22, 25 years ago when, when all of this, when everything started to become digital in the 90s? Uh, there was just no because the the people that make our laws are ancient, you know. The average yeah. age in Congress is in the in the oh, late sixties, early seventies. That yeah. reminds me of another topic that we can get to later. Sure, sure. Well, what was it? Just so I can write it down. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I was listening to NPR earlier yesterday, and they made a point about like sex education 
and when it was implemented as part of standard curriculum nationwide. And the majority of people in Congress predate sex education <laughs> because right. they were they were too old, like they missed the opportunity to get exposure to standardized sex education in their in their high school or middle school. And so they they missed out on a fundamental understanding that most of us have now. And the fun and part is, making laws. you know, here I am, I'm, I'm, fi- I'm 54, I think. Yeah, 54, I'll be 55 next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had in elementary school, fifth grade, we had sex education, you know, but there are people who are younger than me that grew up in uh, Texas, Florida, other places that did not have that same experience because after maybe five or 10 years behind me, the opting out of sex education started where we don't want our children to be exposed to that because then they'll want to have sex. Or, or the absolute, uh, if you're going to have sex education, you must, you must only do abstinence only. But that's to ensure but we both, that everyone has sex. <laughs> but we yeah, exactly. But we both know when that was. Remember when the "Just Say No" campaign was about drugs? Was during? Uh, h- hold on, it, hold on, Reagan. Reagan. And the oh. same thing. And the moral majority started making its moves during. Reagan. <laughs> Reagan. So it's the same idea. So everything we can track back that's horrible in our society right now tracks back to uh, to Reagan and and what happened with him. So uh, yeah, Nancy with the uh, you know and and they preached abstinence because uh, during that time we also had an explosion of AIDS. And uh, instead of you know, and they said, well, if if the gay community would just well, if they would just abstain from having sex, then this this would not be a problem. And it's like, uh, it wasn't a gay problem, first of all. It was, it, it's, it's a sexually transmitted disease. So, uh, so yeah. So this whole process is, in, in, you know, in, in my opinion, ridiculous, uh, trying not to give people enough knowledge to do things. But that gets us here, too, right? With this, with this new technology, um, yeah. people are saying things like, write me a contract uh, that is good in the state of Wyoming. Uh, write a rental contract in the state of Wyoming. Uh, for a two-party lease of an apartment. And the supposedly the chatbot GPT spit out something that according to this person, and this is my favorite thing, person was a was a self-proclaimed lawyer, couldn't find any knowledge mm-hmm. on who this person was because they were under a pseudonym on tip, TikTok. Uh, but it said, oh, it spit out a perfectly legal document. Now, with things like the law... Mm-hmm. AI would be great. Feed in the uh, you know, feed in the budget for the Defense Department, you know, mm. and say what's what in here is not for national defense. And the AI would spit out, well, we have this thing over here uh, that eliminates the spouses of Supreme Court uh, of Supreme Court justices uh, from uh, from disclosing any of their connections uh, to. Uh, you know, from any connections to corporations or, or, or groups and you know, that whole thing. 
uh, and that right now is something that is currently in uh, the $835 billion budget that's going through Congress right now. Uh, something that some one of the one of the GQPers threw in there to save Claire, uh, Ginny Thomas from prosecution. Well, now it's a law. It's you know it's part of the law, so they don't they can't look into her finances, you know. Uh, but yeah, so so these are the things that AI could definitely help because none of us sitting anywhere listening to this podcast uh, have the ability to read you know, 1800 pages of legalese and have it translated to, you know, a two-year-old, you know, get, Hey, tell tell me, tell me this. Uh, like I was in second grade, you know? Yeah. I would, I would love that. Like here, read this document for, to me and explain it to me. Like I'm an actual human being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, let, let, let's give that a try. Summarize <laughs> the constitution I'm going to put the U.S. Constitution. Uh, I'm going to do this. U.S. Constitution. uh, To explain it. Let's see. Uh, uh, Summarize uh, 4A. That's a good one. 4A second grader. And we'll see what chatbot. You might want to dumb it down further. So if we have any um, R words listening. No, no, they second grade. Eh, second grade. That, I think it'll work. So here we go. Are you ready? So, summarize the U.S. Constitution for a second grader. I just passed that into Chatbot GPT. It's thinking. Mm-hmm. It's thinking, and we'll come back to it. All right. We'll let Excellent. it think. Oh, it's. Oh, it is definitely thinking. Which is that's the longest it's ever taken to do anything cool. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So Bill's going through. You know, Bill's going through. Oh wait, oh, wait. Did it do it? Oh my gosh. Nope, nope, not yet. Oh, oh, here we go. The United States Constitution is the supreme law of the United States. It was written in 1787 by a group of people called the Founding Fathers who were concerned about protecting the rights of American citizens. The Constitution outlines the, outlines the structures of federal government and the rights and responsibilities of citizens. Here's a brief summary that might be appropriate for a second grader. The Constitution is, very, is a very important document that tells us how our government works. It has four main parts, the preamble, the articles, the amendments, and the signers. The preamble is like the introduction, and it explains that why the Constitution was written. The articles are like the main body of the Constitution, and they explain how the government is organized and what it can do. The amendments are like extra parts uh, that have been added to the Constitution over the years to make it better. And the signers are the people who agreed to follow the Constitution. The Constitution is important because it protects our rights and freedoms, and it makes sure that the government treats everyone fairly. It also helps to keep the peace by making sure everyone knows what the rules are and what is expected of them. So it is important (laughs) for all Americans to respect and follow the Constitution. So imagine being able to do that for any governmental document. So summarize, yeah, summarize this proposed bill. Now, I worked in AI research in the 90s. This is so, so funny that it's gone so full circle. Uh, I did simulation research. And one of my simulations that I, that I was published on, I, I also love words like that, um, as an academic, uh, was a simulation of uh, governmental systems. 
I mean, oddly yeah. enough, people are always like, well, where did this podcast come from? Where did all this come from? Well, it's been a lifelong thing where I've been trying to figure out what a better way of, of talking with people about all of this, uh, all of this political stuff without getting argu- into arguments with people. So one of the things I did was uh, let's allow for a modular simulation. So you have an economic model. Let's plug it in. You have a social model. Let's plug it in. You have a you have a, a legislation model. Let's plug it in, and let's run this. Uh, you have new legislation, so we have a legislation baseline, and you have a new piece of legislation. Now let's run that piece of legislation and look for simple things, like how is this going to affect what I wrote was Joe Average, this average person who makes an average salary, lives an average life, okay is the is the average every man. And so this was a proposal at that point in time because, you know, again, computing in the 90s wasn't as strong as it is today. So now we're getting to the point where some of the things that I was talking about in theory could now start to be applied because we now have natural language processing to a level where now the computer system can make decisions and run the simulation a little bit stronger. I used a lot of math uh, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, uh, spreadsheets and stuff like that. But the idea was always the same. Uh, how does this affect people? Because the law affects people. So it's, so it would be interesting to see w- if this could be deployed in a way to make the government accountable, uh, to do auditing because automated auditing is a very important thing to do. Uh, I don't know if you saw this article, Artist, but there was an article about they tried to do it. They've been trying to do an audit of the Defense Department. the Defense Department. Oh, yeah. And it's some ridiculous number. It's a number that is ridiculous. And 60% of that ridiculous number in the trillions of dollars of assets are unaccounted for. So if 60% if you were put in charge, if you were if you were working somewhere and you were put in charge of equipment, and sixty percent of the equipment that you were in charge of was unaccounted for, would you still have a job? Mm, that's the question. So, like, part of this, from what I understand, is a lot of this money is unaccounted for because of the nature of the programs that they're running like there's there's it's classified and all that bullshit yeah <laughs> yeah uh 60 percent 60 percent of everything we that do excessive. it's excessive i i think that when you look at programs i think that uh the, i don't think the number is that high mm-hmm. uh even under national security remember the individuals doing the auditing have clearance to look at national security stuff oh yeah and they still can't find it you know, they still can't find find the find the stuff that's missing. So it to me, having this independent hive brain that is able to go through these documents. Now you'd have to do it inside of a firewall, inside of a building, inside probably yeah. on an air gapped network so that the information could yeah. not leave. You'd you have know. to have it in like a standalone network. Exactly. Yeah. Air, air, that's the that's the point of an air gap is you basically yeah. build a system that can't access mm-hmm. the outside world, and yeah. have it in there just so that someone can go in and go. So, uh, hey, uh, computer. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh wait, wait. Uh, computer. Hello, computer. <laughs> Hello, computer. I was picking up the mouse. You know. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a mouse type. Hello, computer. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is why I have mice on my counter. Um, and uh, Love quaint. Yeah, and uh, and uh, now you have transparent aluminum. Uh, but the, the the thing is, is that you know somewhere someone would have the ability to take all of that documentation, and it's just in there, and I'm sure it's in there in text files and and spreadsheets and data in databases, and have a system, and and I'm sure that someone has proposed this and gotten shot down because of course, you know, you don't want an AI roaming through this information because then they'll find out that it's all waste. It's all <laughs> graft and it's all corruption, you know, to the point where a large portion of the progressive, uh, par- progressive caucus inside of Congress, uh, voted against the, the defense bill. They, they just said, yeah, I can't, I can't in until they can tell me where this additional, where this additional $35 billion that was added over la- remember there was like $780 billion and there was 35 billion that's unaccounted for. And another one it, that was just added. Uh, and so it was for the gap and it's like, why is this all there? And that no one can tell people in Congress who have to vote on this, where that money is supposed to go to. So something uh, I, I would like to aim the the AI at uh, at being a corruption finder for legislators. Of course, like watching oh, their trades. Well, go ahead and take a look at take a take a look at their finances and see yeah. if there's any shenanigans. Like uh, I know that we have that uh, like the the watchdog website that like tracks all of the trades of the congressmen, but like I would like to have something look at all their campaign contributions yeah. and how that uh, lines up with uh, deals that they've made with their donors, legislation that affects their donors. <laughs> yeah. Well, and see, I see when vo- like dates, like when, uh, when votes occur, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it, oh, here's a vote. And oh, look, a week before that was trades. You know, where they bought a bunch of stock that then mm-hmm. would then, then they made millions of dollars and then the rest of the country got involved with it. That would be, again, I think that, 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 that having a, uh, you know, an all seeing eye outside of human influence. Now, remember, yeah. this stuff is not 100% outside of human influence, it has mm-hmm. to be trained by people. Mm-hmm. But once you train it to just look at documents and look for inconsistencies, that's all you have to do. I would like you to look for this and this, and that's all. That's that's completely – it can already look at documents. So train it to look at documents, but then say, okay, I would like, to look, like you to look at dates and trades. Boom, that's it. What I would like to see also, not just votes that have already happened – but I wanted to look at trades and the upcoming votes to see whether or not those votes would affect the trades. Like, would it have a direct impact on the stocks that they just bought? Ah, exactly. That would be, yeah. I welcome our robot overlords uh, for this one reason uh, to try and give accountability you know, yeah, I would, I would like an alert on. Oh, this vote is probably going to go this way. <laughs> you know, or this this vote is going to have an effect on this stock. That way, I know I can buy that stock too. <laughs> yeah, um, there was uh, there is a person that used this uh, this this prototype of an AI system uh, mm-hmm. to write a 
to write a predictor stock market system. And of course, this is a person that already does this type of programming. So they tweaked. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, you already have to know about this and you have to know about that and you have to know about this. And it gave me stuff. It gave me an idea. So ideation is another good thing that this is that this is helpful with. Mm -hmm. It's like at least it can give you a place to start when you have massive amounts of data that human beings just can't fathom. Like I said, Mm -hmm. anytime I see a document like the um, omnibus budget for the United States government Mm -hmm. where it's 2,500 pages of who knows what legalese. Mm -hmm. Uh, None of the people in Congress read it. They're just told, Oh, um, this one part you want to argue because this part is in there and that's it. Okay. So you had the chat bot summarize the constitution but what about, say, proposed leg- legislation where there's a lot of debate about it, a lot of polarization? Like, say, for example, the don't say gay bill. <laughs> okay. I wonder what the chat bot, how the chat bot would summarize that. If it would look at the text only or if it would incorporate all of the politicized debate around it. Hmm. I will bet you it will only be able to summarize the bill. Um, let me go back up here. Summarize. <laughs> For Flor- the Stop Woke Act. Uh, flo- <laughs> summarize the Florida... Uh, Florida House Bill 7. For a second grader. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm a part of House Bill 7 for a second grader. Yeah, it doesn't have, it doesn't know what it is. Con- the constitution it had it didn't have Florida's House Bill 7. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to get to do that. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I think it's got, it's got to have like a specific like House Bill 7, like how many House bills have there been since the creation of Florida? Well, it may be it may right, be me, some me, more specificity. Let's uh House Bill 7 Florida on individual freedom. Um, 2022. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be able to find it because it doesn't have a connection to the internet. Oh. Uh, for a third grader. We'll give an extra. We'll give an extra year. Yeah, probably can't. Nope, doesn't know what it is. Mm. And again, that's also one of the things that 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 you have to think about. It doesn't have a connection to the internet. And and by the way, AI should never have a connection to the internet. Uh, the ones that we wrote back in the day, when they were given access to massive amounts of information, they ended up stopping working because there's too many uh, there's too many things where you can create uh, artificial stupidity. You know. <laughs> There's plenty of natural stupidity. Well, and the whole thing is, is that all all it takes is a couple of dozen bad decisions that you approve as being correct to mm-hmm. make it wrong. So, yeah. but you brought up HB seven, uh, which was the that was this. I think that was the Stop Woke Act. Um, 
it wasn't it, it was that and it might it wasn't the don'ts it was that the stop woke act yeah it was stop woke act uh but there was another piece of legislation that was in the news this week which by the way the stop woke act has been uh uh enjoined indefinitely uh and the governor has done nothing to get it unenjoined uh because the election's over uh <laughs> his his election's over so there's no reason for him to stop to, to do anything about that um but uh, let's see, uh, another one of those bills that was passed last this past year, which was the Don't Say Gay bill, uh, which basically said uh, you couldn't, uh, that if a child came to a teacher uh, and said that they were gay, it had to be reported to their, to, not only to their, to the school, but to their parents. That was one. And then the other thing was, is that no teacher could... Uh, talk about if they were, let's say they were gay and they were married, they, they were told to take all of their pictures of their spouses off the, off the table. And it was, it's just a nightmare. So, yeah. uh, one of the architects of that was in the news this week. Uh, oh, you don't say I do, uh, by the, the name is, uh, Joe Harding of Ocala. Um, mm. he, this week, uh, was, was indicted uh, oh. on federal fraud and money laundering charges. Say it ain't so. <laughs> and guess what? Uh, he resigned as uh, his, his post in the Florida legislature, and so now Ocala is no longer represented in the Florida House. That's, uh, that's a problem, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, so anybody up there in Ocala... Hey, all y'all up in Ocala, uh, I feel for you. You're no longer represented at it in. <laughs> oh, Kevin said, uh, it's, it's the USA, so you fall up the ladder. That's true. That's true. Uh, as far as, as, far as the, uh, the, the, the Constitution. Uh, so, yeah. So it's, it's very interesting to see that one of the people who was pushing forward this GQP woke anti-woke agenda uh was doing fraud and laundering money and uh and, and breaking federal federal laws which to me is very indicative of a lot of what's going on and again that's about accountability and uh and of course uh the uh, his supporters and people who are supporters of the GQP are saying, well, of course, he he's being targeted by the liberal media, you know, to get him, uh, to make him look bad uh, because he is, uh, you know, because he is, he's trying to stop all of this, uh, all this gay stuff from going out there in the world and ruining our children's, you know, which, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, clearly, which clearly is, yeah. is not the problem. Uh, but that might also go back to your statement about sexuality. You know, the, the whole idea here, he's a younger, he's a younger fella. He's not, he's not one of those old, uh, United States congressmen. He's a younger fella, yeah. uh, who's, who's trying to become one of those old congressmen, uh, which yeah. won't happen now because he, uh, he's, he's under federal indictment, Fantabulous. Uh, which, which by the way, just being federally indicted does not exclude you or having a criminal record does not exclude you from being, from serving in the United States Congress. Uh, just to let you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or else Lauren Bobert wouldn't be there. <laughs> just saying, nice. just saying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he, uh, yeah, getting indicted there for that in a very interesting concept uh, for him 
this week, but uh, you know, it's it, it's it's just it's indicative of these. Oh, you know, uh, look at my, you know, look at the right hand. Look at the right hand. Don't don't look at what's going on with the left hand. The left hand is doing what the left hand does. You know, it's it's the hand of the devil. You know, so it is one it of my like somebody else is doing it, so it's fine. <laughs> Dutch rudder. Uh <laughs> but that's one of the problems with uh with working uh with our current structure is that who oversees these people that are writing the laws to make it easier for them to uh to do what they do. And that's the part that really kills me is that sometimes they write laws so that they are no longer breaking the law. So that when it comes back to what they were doing, oh no, no, it's legal. According to the, the a law that I passed, it's completely legal. Uh, for, uh, I am reminded of the wisdom of Chancellor Palpatine. Oh, I boy. Make it legal. <laughs> <sighs> Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, again, that we have a lot. When, when, when I always look at, at there's, there's Trek fans and there's Star Wars fans and there's all kinds of fandoms out there. Uh, you know, you have your fantasy fandoms who who enjoy things like Lord of the Rings or your or or Harry Potter or stuff like that. But the people that the Trek and the Wars people, because those two happened kind of at the same time, uh, it's always interesting to see you know the people that are really into the you know the 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 Empire side of things. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's kind of just it's, it's always disturbing to me. It's like you're mistaking them for the good guys like <laughs> well they all they were trying the, these 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 scumbag rebels <laughs> trying to destroy the uh, a government who's trying to bring peace to the galaxy oh yeah and order law and order <laughs> when uh when the helmet that darth vader literally had was a nazi helmet that was it. if you just take the little face mask off the front it's a nazi helmet i thought it was like a World War One pith helmet. It's a. It was, but it was from the Ottoman Empire side of things, <laughs> which uh, would which would be. Uh, oh yeah, the precursor of the Nazis. But but no, no one can see them coming. So. Yeah, it, they're stealth, stealth Nazis. <laughs> oh man, did you just bring up who brought up? Not I brought up. I accidentally brought up Nazis. We should have people should have to drink when they hear the word Nazi on this show. <laughs> Um, I'll try and add it to the rules, but there's so many rules. Uh, yeah, this past week has been interesting to see the number, the rise of, uh, of unsolicited, uh, demonstrations by, uh, by not by people carrying a flag with the symbol of the Nazis on them, yeah. uh, in front of things like drag shows. Okay. So. Uh, as far as rules go, not to not to change the subject. <laughs> yeah, 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 we can get back to it. But like, we ought to have like a Godwin's law rule. <laughs> Godwin's law. <laughs> okay. But uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, the friggin' Proud Boys is the Proud Boys, or is it like some other group, the Oath Keepers, or some other? Bullshit. Well, all of them are domestic terrorists. The, the Oath Keepers are the ones who were marching in front of uh, the the drag show or the drag. Yeah, it was a drag show in uh, North Carolina last week uh, that ended up with uh, eighty thousand, pe- approximately eighty thousand people being without power in the winter in North Carolina when the temperatures were reaching freezing. 
Uh, and when you don't have power and it's freezing, you're going to have people that are going to be are going to suffer and possibly die uh, because of the actions of these domestic terrorists. Uh, yep. According to news reports, someone shot some holes in some equipment uh, in, in you know at power stations within the area, coinciding with the start of this drag show. So the correlation, I mean, you can say correlation isn't causation, but it's pretty darn close when you got a bunch of people out there who are saying, you know, that this has to stop, we'll do anything to stop it, and then it stopped because there's no power. Yeah. Eh, kind of, you know, I don't sus. know about you. It's, it's very, sus. yeah, it's extraordinarily sus. I used that on, I used that today in a comment on, uh, on TikTok, and someone DM'd me and said, wow. Uh, you know, it's it's so strange to hear sus. I haven't heard that in a couple of years. And then I realize <laughs> that during that it has been. It was during the pan during the, the height of the pandemic shutdowns in uh you know in 2020 is that when people well people were playing among us and you know it was all about pe- you know you know subjects being sus. So you don't realize how quick because time has been compressed because of pandemic protocols that that was two yeah. years ago. You know? <laughs> Almost, it, it's coming up on three. That's know, which is crazy. Nuts. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, because um, things never end. Uh, looks like COVID uh, cases are on the rise again in Los Angeles, and TV production uh, is currently masking up. So uh, so they're on they're on mask up protocols uh, while they're making TV shows and stuff nowadays. Uh, uh, uh. Everything old is new again. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's... Uh, Another reboot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there you go. Jeez. I, it drives me absolutely crazy when, when I start seeing, you know, and, and by the way, it hasn't gone away. I had, uh, you know, here I am at the end of my semester. Uh, you know, I have all my all my grades in now and... You know, I'm I'm free until the beginning of of the next of the next semester in January, but I at the end of the semester after people were coming back from uh, from Thanksgiving, I had a slew of people who were like, "Hey, I'm not feeling well," and then they would test, and they went home and caught COVID, you know, from their uh, from their families, and you know, some of them had not sev- not as severe cases because most of the people that are uh, in my orbit are are. Uh, are vaccinated, but but it's yeah. very interesting to hear, you know, that well, hey, you know, you know, I I don't mean to pry, but have you been vaccinated? They're like, well, I have, but my family are a little bit more conservative, and they really were against me being vaccinated, and uh, you know, I'm just feeling tired and I can't concentrate. Um, you know, my dad is you know really really suffering right now. He's you know he's bedridden. Uh, at the, you know, because he's, you know, he, he's got COPD, he's overweight. And I'm like, well, no, 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 stop right there. He's not vaccinated. Let's, let's start there. You know, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to mince words on that one. He's not vaccinated. So, uh, well, he's a, my, my favorite is, uh, he's an adult. He made an adult decision and, uh, now yes, absolutely. Uh, deal with the cons- the consequences of your own actions. So driving me crazy, but yeah, COVID on the rise uh, to the point where people are masking up on on sets in in California. Uh, it's you know I, I've, I've, I'm seeing people who are traveling more, 
And, uh, you know, I do encourage people to, while you're in the germ-filled tube in the sky, to wear a mask. Uh, Just, uh, you know, we are traveling for the holiday season, and nothing ruins a holiday more than a trip to the ICU. And, you know, not being able to leave the house or feeling well enough to do any of the things that you wanted to do while you're on vacation. Yep. (laughs) And the other part about that is, is that, you know, influenza is on the rise, too. It's not just COVID. It's, you know, the flu is very major right now. And there is a there is a, a, a COVID fluenza congruence where people can get both of them. Oh, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> you know, that's like the Sharknado of, exactly. of disease. <laughs> the Sharknado virus. <laughs> oh man, N A D O virus. There we go. All right, so. <laughs> Usually we have four people doing titles, uh, not just me. Uh, so yeah, COVID NATO. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know. For, so for me, it's it's just you know, take care of yourselves, take care of others. If you're not feeling well, I don't care how wonderful that that holiday party is. Just stay the hell home. You know, no nothing nothing better than no, nothing ruins ruins a holiday like like a super spreader event. Um. You know, and that's uh, COVID is the gift that keeps on giving, and it is. And there are people who have gotten long COVID out of this. They've you know where the the symptoms never really go away. Uh, there is a thing with pilots. I heard uh, that you know some of the pilots uh, once they get to altitude because they're in a lower oxygen environment. Uh, some of the people who have had COVID. Uh, and were uh, who at the who were unvaccinated and had COVID uh, are having tr- are having trouble with uh, things like getting a brain fog while they're at altitude, and uh, which is not very that's, good. Yeah, yeah um, that is terrifying. Well, that's uh, why we that have is... co-pilots. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So remember, remember, people. Not only are you the are you the one who uh, who who is exposing others to COVID by flying with COVID. Uh, you're exposing your pilot to it, and that could be a great idea. And by or, great, I mean horrible. Everyone that has to fly with him afterwards. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. As long so, as I get where I'm going, I don't give a crap. And that's the way a lot of people think. I mean, there are a lot of yep. people that are so selfish, they will change their political party in order to create more mayhem. I mean, that's that's the level at which some people are. They're so selfish that they'll do that. Now, uh, there are a couple of there are a couple of races that occurred this past week. Uh, we did have the runoff in Georgia, uh, and Sanity won. Uh, and not by San- Sanity won, not Insanity won. No, Sanity won. Yeah, see the part. I, that... want, I want to clarify. <laughs> yeah, um, the part that really gets me is that uh, how close that race was. Frighteningly close. Uh, it was forty. It was uh, it was fifty fifty until nearly eleven o'clock at night, when they were doing all the counting of the votes. You know, Raphael Reverend Raphael Warnock, uh, the incumbent. This is his fourth, fourth, number four. Yeah, his four. fourth, his fourth <laughs> election, uh, his fourth campaign in two years. Uh, he re- <laughs> he replaced uh, a senator that had passed away. Uh, in a special election, 
Uh, and then uh, here he is having, because that, that senator's uh, time was up this year. So then he has to run. And, and by the way, he won in a runoff last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now oh, no. we, he, he ran in a runoff the first time, first time and this time. And this time because there weren't enough votes cast. And then this time we have him running against uh, the, 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 the crazy part is, is in every way, Herschel Walker is not qualified to be a United States Senator. There is nothing in his, in his history that would say that he is a, ca- a good candidate except for name recognition. Also, yeah, part of the course for the Republican Party these days. Yeah. Qualifications don't really matter. Well, I mean, we've got, you know, uh, 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 wing house Bobert and, uh, and uh, what, what uh, Trader um, Green? Yeah, Marjorie Trader Green, who uh, who you know she she's a she's a peach. Um, oh, speaking of, uh, one of the things I heard as far as like the uh, the blame game after Walker's loss was Marjorie seemed to think that she was not consulted tapped enough. Yeah. yeah. For the campaign to drum up support for Walker and the fact that the Walker campaign only asked her like twice they to come only out in they, her own district. They only asked me two times to come and talk in my own district. They could have used me all throughout the state in hundreds of different things. I am very beloved by the Georgian people, and they could have I could have done so much more. Now, who was stumping for him is the funny part. It was, of course, Lindsey Graham, you know, the one person who I don't know what former President Trump has on Lindsey Graham, uh, but it might it might be who his roommate is uh, (laughs) and that he doesn't want that out. But it's an open secret, so it doesn't matter. Lindsey, it's fine. It's okay in this time to be who you are. Uh, But it's important to realize that he was on everything. And any time he was there with Herschel, he wouldn't let Herschel speak. He, I saw a a super cut of of Herschel Walker and Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, sitting in rooms giving interviews, and in every one of them, it's like, uh, yeah, I have this one. Uh, I've got this one too. You know what? I would like to talk. And oh, you know what, Herschel, you're absolutely right. Let me tell us. Let me tell you why you should vote for Herschel Walker. And just wouldn't let him speak because anytime Herschel Walker opened his mouth, he would tell that. Uh, that bull story where, or talk about werewolves and vampires or. Yeah. It's like, I know. mean, it's like from a strategic standpoint, Lindsay not letting him speak is the best thing that he could have done yeah. because the last thing you want is for Herschel Walker to speak. <sighs> and it's funny. One of my friends who lives in Arizona posted up, uh, you know, I would expect Herschel Walker, you know, for just from, I don't even know anything about him, but just seeing a, bunch, a couple of his speeches, I'd expect him to tell the story of the old bull that would say, let's go down and F, let's go down and have sex with all the cows, walk down and have sex with all the cows. And I sent him the video clip of Herschel Walker telling that story, but he tells that story poorly. It, it's, it's not even, it's not even, he doesn't even, it doesn't even have the same parable strength. <laughs> of of the story that was being told, uh, that, you know, of the of the two bulls, but but yeah, but eh, oh. but thank time I ran down after a bunch of cows. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, yes, but well, actually, his was let's abandon these pregnant cows and go down and get the other ones pregnant in the field. 
Yeah. He doesn't even tell his parable. His stories is too close to home for me. Uh, <laughs> coming from him. Uh, but yeah, but her, but, but it becomes autobiographical. It does so quickly. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so Herschel, uh, did lose. Uh, and of course the GOP and, uh, the Fox news, F A U X news, uh, are up in arms and they're blaming everybody. Uh, they're blaming the 49 senators in the, in the Senate that are Republicans for not coming down and supporting Herschel Walker. <laughs> Uh, whereas my Lord, my friends, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, and I think at the cold open from Saturday night live with, uh, you know, with the fake Mitch McConnell and, uh, and the black, but black and, oh, I can't remember the one, what the woman's name is, but, uh, but it's just this group of senators. It was very clear. It's like they put a blanket over Herschel to have, so they could have a discussion because Herschel said he falls asleep like a canary when you put a blanket over him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love Saturday Night Live just for those little tidbits because they're absolutely true. Um, I just, uh, yeah. Um, from what I understand, they are pointing the finger at everyone. Yep. Except for the one guy other than Herschel Walker who is directly responsible. <laughs> and that is um, former President Donald J. Oh, yeah. Trump. Uh, yeah. Turd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, because like, uh, I want somebody who makes me look like a genius. This guy. Uh, I heard, yeah. And like <sighs> insists that he's from Georgia, but he's from Texas. He went to school in Georgia, but he's living in Texas now. Oh, he even so admitted, like, he admitted that his primary residence is in Texas. He should yeah. not have been allowed to run in Georgia. It makes yeah. no sense. So he can close his rental down, uh, break his lease, and move back to his mansion in Texas. Just like Aww. Dr. Oz uh, broke his lease in, in, in Philadelphia and went back to Jersey, you know, and he can live in Jersey in his giant, one of his nine mansions across the country where he only had a rented, uh, not even a rented apartment. It was a rented room in one of his in-laws, in his in-laws' house in Pennsylvania. Now, if anyone had uh, like stock, or like they had invested in charcuterie futures <laughs> in Pennsylvania, they'd have been very disappointed. Oh man, that his his shark coochie board that he was putting together—that <laughs> was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, oh, we'll put some carrots on there and some. Oh, this looks good. This salsa. It's like who puts salsa on a on a on a? He wasn't even a charcuterie board. What was it? It was a. Uh, Oh, uh, the one with Walker's like shark coochie. That yeah. reminds me of a movie I saw. I, I dated her. <laughs> shark coochie. I dated her. Um, Sounds like one of them movies on the sci-fi channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, that's the, it's just so, uh, it was so, but again, it was so bizarre that the man got like 1.3 million votes and, and, uh, and Reverend Warnock Senator, Warnock now, uh, still, uh, incumbent, mm-hmm. uh, he got 1.5, 1.45, something like that. It's ridiculous that it was that close. You know, every time I, every time I, I, I see those numbers, I'm like, wow. Um, not only, first of all, uh, walking in, I'm sure a lot of those Georgians, Georgian Republicans in the state of Georgia were holding their nose because they had a choice between a black man. And a 
black man. And so, you know, how, how, how can we, how can we, how can we, heavens, how can we possibly uh, vote for one of these people? But if I have to vote for one, I'll vote for the one with the R next to his name. I will also say that apparently, um, according to uh, the polls, as I understand it, uh, Gen Z largely did not show up for this election. For the yeah. so yeah. so that leaves some of the people that voted for Walker were actually registered Republicans who couldn't stand Walker, who jumped ship and voted for the Democrat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but it was one of the higher turnouts uh, for it was like one of the highest turnouts in uh, in Georgia history for a runoff election. Yeah, <laughs> go figure, go figure. Uh, also, I heard of an interesting statistic. Uh, Nineteen thirty-four. Does that? It uh, sounds like a familiar year, right? That was yes. the that was uh, that was during the Franklin Delano Roosevelt's uh, uh, term. Uh, yeah, and, it was a little before my time, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and, not, not by much. It was a precursor to the Second World War. You know, there was some nationalism going on. Uh, there was an American Nazi Party. There was an economic downturn. Yeah, there. Yeah, we were coming, trying to come out of an economic downturn, uh, and FDR was there. Um, this is the biggest uh, win for a Democratic incumbent in maintaining. <laughs> Uh, seats in Congress since 1934. And that's amazing because like <laughs> despite the fact that we lost the house, the fact that we didn't lose our shirt. Did we? <laughs> did we lose the house really? We only lost the house because they added seats to the Republican side through gerrymandering. Yeah, and but did, the answer is did we really lose seats because I think they barely got 220. I think they got 220 exactly, which like in is the in the house, which means that they're going to, if they re because you can't win, uh, you, you know, also you can't win a, uh, you can't pass any legislation with mm -hmm. just 220. You're, you're still going to need more people to jump on your, on your side. Uh, and a fun, a fun fact that I heard some juicy bits about the house. Mm, juicy bits. Uh, Juicy bits about the house. Yes, uh, McCarthy might not have a sure thing as far as getting elected speaker. Oh no, no, there. no, no, not at all. He's not. He, they don't want him to be speaker. He's there's, not. It's not strong enough. He's not a. He's not strong enough to be speaker. Remember, here. This is my favorite part. Um, mm -hmm. There's a ton of people in the house that are not GQP. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's a small faction of G GQPers that want him to see uh, to their wingnuttery demands. Yep. And there's another faction that don't want to vote for him uh, unless they see to their demands. And there's another faction of Republicans that are talking about backing a more moderate Republican for House to create like a unity yeah. coalition with the Democrats so yep. that they can get some things done. And Mitt Romney was was quoted this week. Senator Mitt Romney from Utah, you know, uh, aside him ruining the Salt Lake City Olympics and getting kickbacks mm -hmm. and all those things aside, uh, uh, Mitt Romney said something this week that was very interesting. He said, 
Um, I'm hearing some rumblings from the House about some of the th- some of the platforms and legislation they would like to push forward. I caution you, they will not pass the Senate. <laughs> so, do, and because he would rather, because they are not the issues that he says people want to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. You know, McCarthy wants to uh, open up Hunter Biden's laptop and uh, and, and uh, open up immediate uh, immediate impeachment uh, for President Biden and Vice President uh, Vice President uh, Harris. Uh, he wants to, you know, he wants to all the, it's all the bullshit. You know, we've been repressed for the past two years. We need to do this, uh, repeal anything that was done in the last two years that had anything to do with helping human beings. And Mitt Romney was like, Hey, you don't want to do that. Um, first of all, it's not going to make it past the Senate (laughs) because you you have to take the law. It goes to us. We're going to send it back to you and say no. And Mitt Romney was basically saying, um, they have 51 people. We'll talk about in a second that it's no longer 51, (laughs) but that he would very gladly vote with the other, with the Democrats if they send that garbage forward. So that would make it 52, 53, 54 if he brings people with him, you know. And so you may, we may be seeing a, you know, a nice little centering, a, a recentering of, you know, the Republican people who are in Congress in order to get, in order to ferret out the people they feel have, have, have lost the party for them. Because this should have been with the, if they, because of the economy they were touting. You know, mm-hmm. this should have been a, a slam dunk. And, uh, yeah, they didn't carry forward at all uh, in any of, with any of the, uh, they didn't win any of the seats they were looking for. You know, they just held seats and because of gerrymandering got a couple of more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, there are states that are still underrepresent, uh, under way underrepresented. Like California is superly un- underrepresented. Uh, oh, yeah. Texas is underrepresented. Florida is underrepresented. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and what uh, the top five population states are massively underrepresented, and then when you look at states like you know Wyoming, they are overrepresented because they have two senators and like one congressman, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. But by having those two senators, it's overrepresented. Oh man! All right, so let's see what else we got in here. So I mentioned a couple of times uh, about the 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 balance in the Senate. Well, uh, Kristen Cinema, Senator Kristen Cinema from Arizona, um, yeah. when she was sworn in, she swore in on a on the uh, on on a, a, a law book. Uh, she was open. She she was the she is known as the first openly bisexual uh, a member of the Senate. Uh, and when she signed in, she looked Mike Pence right in the eyes and said the oath of office because Mike Pence, of course, is a very well-known, I'm not going to say homophobe, but he made a lot of stuff in Indiana while he was governor that could be construed as uh, anti-LGBTQ plus <laughs> legislation. Uh, so it took many years to un, 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 uh, unfurl that. So, she was a win for being this quirky, very interesting, uh, feminist uh, person in the Senate. And then for the next two years, she scuttled every single possible piece of legislation that would benefit human beings. Um, 
Uh, Lost yeah. all of that goodwill. Oh, yeah. So the first day she was there, she was a meme. And then after that, people were like, no, how are you doing this? And so she voted with Manchin a lot of the times uh, from West Virginia uh, you know, and with the Republicans. And now she has declared herself as an independent because she knows that in 20... I think it's 2024. No, it's not 20. Is it 2024? I think it's 2024 because she was sworn in in 18. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. 2024, when she runs, they're going to primary her. Oh, so in absolutely. order to avoid, so in order to avoid that and to try and quote split the vote, uh, mm-hmm. she's going to run as an independent. She she's left the Democratic Party. See, and the and the fun part is we don't have to primary her now because she's no longer in the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now she's just that lady that disappointed everybody, and she disappointed <laughs> her own people. <laughs> and, and remember, huh? she's the person that de- that disappointed the people that voted for her because they voted for oh, yeah. her for change, for mm-hmm. the fact that she was openly gay, well, openly mm-hmm. on the on the spectrum of sexuality, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a member of the community. And then she then turned her back on everybody. And uh, she's one of those people that I would love to run the AI bot on her finances. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because it seems that she has made a right turn in a lot of money, you know, and by right turn, I mean, you know, conservative politics. So, yeah, uh, you know, I wonder how much her and Tulsi Gabbard have, have in common. Oh, Tulsi. She's become the sweetheart of conservative media. Tulsi Gabbard has. Mm-hmm. Because she is, I am no longer, you know, following suit with President Biden. It's like, well, that's great. You know, uh, you did lose to him, so it is your right. So, oh man. So yeah. So uh, it is it, to me. I it, uh, I say uh, I wish you well, Chris and Cinema, and good riddance. Uh, we don't need you. Uh, you literally uh, voted voted against giving people uh, a living wage. You voted against. Uh, giving people insulin. You voted against uh, uh, making sure that people had, uh, you know, uh, things for during the COVID uh, lockdowns. You voted for, uh, you voted against everything that was good. Uh, that was that was trying to be wants done. To know whether or not uh, was it Arizona, right? Is she Arizona? I think she's Arizona. Yeah. Does Arizona have a recall option? Well, they could, but unfortunately, uh, by by removing herself from the party, it becomes a little bit more difficult. I think she might have been worried about that too, that she was worried about being recalled. You know, but like, would it really matter what party she's a part of? It's just a matter of like whether or not enough people in the state want to get rid of her. Well, I think it would be the governor is the person that recalls you. You're no longer representing. I thought it was like, it was like a like an election, basically like a a new election, and they hmm. either you win it or someone else takes over. Well, uh, unless you, it's very again, it's very difficult. It's one of those things. It's easier if you die in office, you know, of old age than it is to for someone who remember. There's no law about not being an asshole. There's never a law about not being a complete asshole. And that was proven by the 45th president of the United States. There was no law against it. If it was illegal to be an asshole, uh, me from a couple like decades ago would definitely still be in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, don't worry. Uh, Former president uh, number 45, Donald J. Trump, 
uh, has, is now uh, in very, very hot water. Uh, yeah. He sent his own lawyers to see if there are any more uh, documents laying around. Uh, and, and they found some, meaning that he lied about turning all the documents back in. Meaning any missing documents, according to the, uh, you know, to the bill of lading that was delivered to him, need to be accounted for now. So, yeah. Um, it has been a very bad, not good week for uh, former President Trump. Uh, last week, his companies were uh, uh, in New York. In the New York, the, organization. the entire organization had 19 counts of tax evasion uh, against it. So, uh, and they are no, yeah. And, and so therefore he is no longer going to be that the, the, the folks in New York are going to try to say he can no longer do business or the Trump organization is no longer going to be allowed to do business in the state of New York, uh, which is very bad for business. Uh, <laughs> they still have him on the hook for all these different things. Uh, Congress has his, has his, uh, uh, has his tax returns. Uh, oh man, there's just so many things that are bad for him. Uh, finding those documents was not good. Uh, Herschel Walker uh, losing wasn't good for him. The January 6th commission is mulling criminal charges, not only for him, but for other people in his administration. And it's not mulling. They are, they are going to be filing those charges. It's, it's not a matter of, of are they mulling them over? It's uh, we're gonna go ahead and just uh, just file those charges against him uh, because. Oh, I mean, I think that the mulling was like, do they do just him, or do they, do they add these other four people as well? Yeah, I that you. was. I think that was the the, the yeah. debate. He's definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, and remember, under the Fourteenth Amendment, we can stop him from running for you know if he is at all. Impl- implicated in uh you know trying to overthrow the government so <laughs> that but I remember remember that was put in after the civil war uh due to the south uh so yeah so florida man in his southern white house uh which he did call it the stand, southern i can't stand that he's referred to as florida man it uh, offends me <laughs> as a floridian as like uh, a native born Floridian that just deeply offends me. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, those of us who are from Florida aren't Florida men. The people that move here from other places are. It's rarely the people that have grown that 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 are from here. The the ones that are riding on the backs of alligators while wrestling snakes. <laughs> it is not us, well, sir. It dep- I think it depends on what part of Florida you're from. Like if you're from Palm Beach, <laughs> that's where he, that's where he lives right now. He's in Palm Beach, man. And it was it's funny because like I was so expecting uh, the the 2022 midterms to go very differently in Florida, like against DeSantis and against uh, oh, man, uh, all Rubio? Of our Republican Rubio and others, yeah. representatives because. Yeah. They got so many of their constituents killed <laughs> over the last couple of years due to COVID. But well, but then I realized yeah. Florida keeps importing all of the rich assholes from everywhere else in the country. Yeah. So, 
Well, we, but we always have a, a but, stream of infl- influx of assholes. Yeah, but what <laughs> influx of assholes? Um, but one of the things that you also have to remember is Florida was not really challenged by the Democratic Party. Uh, the people they put forward were retreads, and unfortunately, people that were unelectable in the state of Florida. Uh, when you look at the at the governor's race, they, re, they you know the Florida Democratic Party ran Charlie Crist. Now Charlie yeah. Crist, I if I were a member of the Democratic Party, I would not have let him run for office. I would have looked at him and said, Charlie, uh, you know you were you you know you were a Republican, you were an Independent, now you're a Democrat. You were governor as a Republican. People remember people remember very clearly what you did when you were governor while you were here. Mm-hmm. Um, while you were a Republican, all the mayhem that you created then, uh, we also have you know all you know all the stuff that you've done since then, and you know what, it's just not good. But I heard some, a Republican strategist say, uh, you know, we don't, we, you know, we just build the roads. We don't, and we don't pick the cars that drive on them. Mm-hmm. The, the voters pick the cars, and the answer is mm-hmm. no, no, no. You give millions of dollars of, of money from the campaign to the people so they can buy the car to drive on the road because you have to, it's a minimum investment to get a car to drive on that road. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Charlie Crist was a bad move. And, and you know, the, when the people of Florida were given a choice between Crist uh, and Freed, um, sexism, you know, really came forward and said, well, you know, if you look at the numbers there, Chris won on, on name recognition alone uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, no one wanted to vote for a woman named Nikki, you know, on their on their ballot. Then you go over to the Senate race and it's, uh, you know, you have uh, a, a, a congresswoman uh, from Orlando uh, running against uh, Marco Rubio. And, uh, you know, she was, uh, you know, she was the police chief in Orlando. She's an African-American woman. And so you have sexism, racism, and uh, people that remember how she was as a police chief in Orlando uh, Mm -hmm. when she left her gun in her car at her residence and it was stolen and there was, it was never talked about again. Um, You know, and things like that. I mean, there was enough of that that was there and also how she... You know, every one of, of the ads that Rubio ran, the Democratic PACs, or I'm sorry, the Republican PACs ran, were 100% angry black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, that tapped into not, not, not electing a woman and not electing a person of color. So mm-hmm. it's really, again, the Democratic Party just gave up Florida. Uh, and, uh, I was, I ran into a very good friend of mine that I haven't seen in a while face to face. We talk all the time uh, online, but we haven't seen each other face to face because of the, you know, the, 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 the pandemic lockdowns and everything and not really going out a lot as, as I used to, but I ran into him at the grocery store and we had a long discussion about that. And he's very politically motivated and active and his mother's a member of the, of the, the party, the democratic party here in Orlando. And, uh, and it's, he's like, yeah, um, they were calling people two days before an event and asking them to come and work on the event. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, I've been doing events my entire life. You don't call someone the day before or two days before you're not going to get people to come out. Cause so, they're already going to have plans. Cause people have plans. People, not only that, they have jobs, they have other things they have to arrange. So, yeah. uh, doing canvassing or doing stumping, it's very hard to do that. 
when you're do, when you're when you're doing it days in advance instead of weeks mm-hmm. in advance and and he's like yeah they just it just seems to him that the democratic party just seeded florida there's like there's no mm-hmm. way we can win it so because it's such yeah. a bastion of uh iq 45's uh people you know yep which it's not true uh if you look at the map uh land doesn't vote uh the mm-hmm. big cities all voted blue <laughs> oh yeah you know, it's just that there are a lot of people who live rurally in the state of Florida. Yep. Oh man, oh so that's kind of depressing. Do we have any positive news? Let's find. Oh, um, one of the rioters at January sixth, one of one of them who assaulted a police officer, just got sentenced to five years in the slammer. Oh, congratulations! You know, there there was well also. Done. Yeah, well done. There's also the uh, the one woman who had an ankle bracelet, uh, who wanted to go to a Renaissance fair even though she was under house arrest, uh, who was indicted under six of the eight charges she was under. Uh, she was convicted. Uh, she was found guilty uh, of the of six of the eight charges that she had uh, against her, and she was remanded to a federal prison until sentencing. This was the one that was like, can I go to a Renaissance fair? You know, it's very hard for me to get a job when I'm wearing an ankle bracelet. So you're keeping me from getting a job. And it's like, honey, you tried to overthrow the government. Um, This is the least of your worries. And it's not like you can't find a job where you work from home. You know, remote work is all the rage these days. It is the big thing, but you kind of have to disclose I can't come in for the interview because I got an ankle bracelet. See, here's here's also another thing. Uh, I want to say... Uh, since it's to give her the Renfair treatment, they should put her in the stocks. <laughs> but she might. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, but you know, but that, but then again, she would still have had that restrictive ankle ankle jewelry on. And just throw tomatoes at it. <laughs> oh, you know, whatever happened to the good old to the good old stocks to the good old shunning of America? You know, shun people. Yeah. I mean, I miss that. We miss the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. So, um, oh, well done to the Biden administration for securing the prisoner exchange of uh, the uh, Brittany, WNBA. Brittany Gurner. Yes. Brittany Gurner. Uh, and she was uh, she was released, uh, and the GQPers are not happy about it. Uh, the first thing they said, and this is my favorite one, is, well, what about, what, what about uh, Paul Whelan? Why, why haven't you taken, why didn't he, why did he, why did he trade uh, a, a, you know, a, a weapons dealer for, uh, for this person that hates America, uh, you know, some druggy person that hates America instead of a U.S. Marine who was accused of spying? Well, the answer, GQP, is very simple. Uh, he was he was he he was tried uh, in 2018. Paul Wheeland was for while he was a an independent contractor uh, over in uh, in Russia. Uh, after he was dishonorably discharged from the Marines uh, for stealing ten thousand dollars in Iran back in the day. Uh, so he was, yeah, he might be a former Marine, but he is no longer welcome at the Marine table. Uh, and, uh, and the other part of this is, is that he was accused of spying, not a, 
drug charge of, oh, I have a cartridge of marijuana extract in my bag that I forgot, uh, we can talk about that at another time. I said it, I think, when she got arrested. I'm like, if you if you know you're going to a foreign country, why the hell are you carrying? Is you didn't go through your entire bag. Before I travel anywhere, I dump my entire bag out. I don't, I, and I, oh, there's an aspirin tablet in there. Take that out. You know, anything that's in my bags has to, has to be removed. I don't, I don't understand why you would even think that that would be okay. Uh, and that was a boneheaded move by this NBA player who was going to Russia to play in there, you know, to profit by playing basketball in that state. Okay. In, in that country. All right. So that's that problem. So, uh, so well done for the Biden administration getting them out. Uh, also well done, uh, the Biden administration for getting through Congress uh, two big bills this past week. One of them was the defense was to remove the Defense of Marriage Act uh, and replace it with uh, with a legislation that now says that interracial and gay marriage are both the law of the land. All right, so no state can say, oh, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're two different races, you can't get married. And if you're the same sex, you can't get married. Uh, that's law of the land now. He, sign, he sign, signed that into law. The other one was uh, a piece of legislation that will assist women uh, who have been sexually and or otherwise harassed. And this goes for all other employees, whistleblower employees, too. Uh so that, uh, and it was the topic of my, uh, of, uh, of the, the, uh, the, the, the image for this show this week, um, our poster for the show. Uh, and it basically, it is a, uh, it's a new piece of legislation that permits, oh man, what is it called? It, it basically says, uh, it, it covers whistleblowers and it covers others to make sure that, uh, it's called the speak out legislation. So if you come forward, uh, it's got protection for people that come forward who were sexually harassed or otherwise harassed uh, in companies. So I think that's a great, another great piece of legislation uh, that, that's absolutely needed in this country. So well done. Biden administration is just racking up the goals. Uh, fuel is back to uh, pre-pandemic levels as far as cost. Uh, unemployment is, is way up there, uh, is, is way, way up there, but like, pre-pandemic levels uh you know everything is everything's going well there so uh hats off to the biden administration i mean to say the unemployment numbers are down (laughs) oh damn biden Uh, that's right exactly oh wait it's always supposed to go up thanks biden yeah which might be also the other reason why the midterms went the way they did you know you can you can say all you want about the moral nature of this country and and try and lie to people about the fact that that uh, you know inflation was caused by you know costs that were incurred by the Biden administration, but uh, but when the cost of oil goes down the day after elections, it's kind of kind of sus, you know, kind of super sus. I'm just gonna start reusing that word. I'm bringing bringing back I'm bringing sus, it back. bringing it back. <laughs> Bring back the sus. <laughs> Bring back sus. Oh, man. Well, I mean, you know what? This week, I think we'll just do a short show. Yep. You know? 
I, you know, I think we're all, we're all good. You know, it's uh, sometimes it's good just to take a little bit of a rest and relaxation, a little break. Uh, and uh, unless there's something else you got, uh, I will uh, I will run into the uh, closing credits. You got anything else? That's that's going to be it for me. All right. So the One Man Revolution podcast uh, is here weekly uh, on Facebook here on OMR Podcast. Also, it's available anywhere fine podcasts are found. Whether it's the one with the fruit, the one with that that uh, that that's the one with the search, or the one that is uh, spotty. I don't know. Or the one down by the river. Uh, we are everywhere because you know that's how it that's how it works for us. If you, if there's a place you can get a podcast, you can get it from us. Also, if someone puts ads in, we're not getting paid for them. So if you want the ad free podcast, go to onemanrevolution.org and you can get it from there. Always ad free. All right, and uh, yeah. So until next time, I'm the revolutionary, and I'm the artist. Ah, is it weird not hearing like I'm the comrade? It's so strange. And you're the artist. And until next time, well, we're not voting. What are we going? Oh, have a great and happy holiday so far.